Hello, my name is Chloe Tonus, and welcome to this week's episode of Bite-Sized Cybercrime, where I like to follow up on cybersecurity news with a little bit of a cybersecurity history lesson. Last week, we discussed the hack on Uber that led to a near-complete compromise of their IT systems. But this isn't the first time Uber has made the news for a major hack. In fact, Uber had two notable hacks in 2014 and 2016, respectively. But today, we will be discussing the 2016 data breach, as it was the larger of the two incidents. In November of 2016, two hackers found the credentials of Uber employees, supposedly from a different data breach that occurred. And because the employees did not change their passwords since the data breach, the hackers were able to sign into a GitHub repository used by Uber. GitHub is a website that can be used to post code for collaboration. And, well, this may not have been too bad had the code not contained passwords for their Amazon Web Services data storage, which contained the records of both drivers and customers alike. In scripts like these, passwords should never be filled in, as, well, if the scripts are found, then so are the passwords. The breach avoided Uber's actual IT infrastructure, as AWS is a cloud service that can be accessed externally, but that still doesn't mean it wasn't major. One security risk with cloud services is that, well, it's not part of your own IT infrastructure, so you don't directly control all of the security involved in it, and it's more difficult to monitor or prevent breaches into, although not impossible. You have to trust your cloud provider, whether it's Amazon, Google, Microsoft, or someone else, to have good security. And although this was not the case here, if your cloud provider is breached, you are still liable for that, even if it wasn't technically your fault. For example, if you store sensitive data on Google Drive and Google is hacked and that data is revealed by hackers, you are still liable for that data breach. But of course, you still have the responsibility to uphold the security. And well, in this case, all that had to be done to prevent a breach of the data stored in AWS was utilizing better password management practices, as I mentioned before. Even if the passwords for AWS weren't included in the script, the employee's breach should have changed their password after a data breach exposed theirs. But, Chloe, how can you just telepathically know if a breach exposes your password? Well, there's tools for that now. A website called HaveIBeenPwned.com has a service where you can subscribe to an email list, one that emails you if, well, you have been pwned, aka your email shows up in a data breach. And it works by searching through different hacker forums used to post dumps of data. Alternatively, Have I Been Pwned has a section where you can enter any password and it will tell you if it has shown up in a data breach. You don't need to be signed into any account to do this search, so you will not exactly be surrendering your password over. But back to Uber. What data was compromised from this AWS account? The names, email addresses, and phone numbers of a combined 57 million customers and drivers. No location information, credit card information, or social security numbers were breached, however, which is a good thing as those being leaked would be far, far worse. However, one sensitive piece of information was stolen from Uber drivers. 600,000 Uber drivers had their driver's license numbers accessed. A driver's license is obviously important when you drive, as that is your job, but it can also be used to steal your identity. Think about how many ways your driver's license is used to prove your identity. In the online world, many places may not even ask for a photo of your license, just the number. So in theory, bank accounts could be opened, fake IDs created, and, well, your identity can be stolen. The pairing of the name and driver's license of Uber drivers would make it even easier to commit identity theft in this way. On the 14th of November, the same month the data was accessed, the chief security officer at the time, Joe Sullivan, received an email from the hackers, explaining that they were able to access this database and all the data I just listed. Sullivan then spoke to the CEO of Uber, 
Travis Kalanick discussing how they could make this disappear by turning it into a bug bounty situation. If you're familiar with this podcast, you may recall that many months ago I talked about the hack of the cryptocurrency platform known as Poly Network. The hacker in that situation illegally stole over $600 million in crypto, but then paid it all back, claiming to have stolen the money to expose vulnerabilities and help the Poly Network. Bafflingly, to me at least, Poly Network offered the hacker a reward of $500,000 for a bug bounty. Now, for the record, a bug bounty is a real thing. Websites with a bug bounty program allow you to report security vulnerabilities for a cash prize. If you don't, exploit the vulnerability and steal over half a million dollars first, that is. You can't illegally hack someone and then call take-backsies on it saying it was for security purposes. It just doesn't work that way no matter what crypto platforms or Uber want to tell you. You can, of course, be grateful that the hacker returned the money or deleted the data, and you can therefore choose not to press charges, but that doesn't make the hack legal or okay. But similarly to Poly Network, Uber wanted to spin this into a bug bounty situation so that it could just be swept under the rug. And on December 8th, 2016, using HackerOne, their bug bounty platform, a payment of $100,000 was made to the hackers behind the breach, who agreed to sign an NDA and delete all the data. And for a while, this did go away, leaving customers and drivers uninformed. The hackers were generous and did delete the data, but they didn't have to. They could have just as easily received the money and leaked it anyways. Chances are that Uber wouldn't have even noticed if parts of the data were slowly leaked onto the dark web forums over a period of many, many months. But obviously, as I'm talking about it today, this did not go away. At the end of August 2017, a new CEO named Dara Khosrowshahi, I apologize if I got the name incorrect, was appointed, and Sullivan, still being the CSO, had to brief him about the 2016 breach, which at this point had not been disclosed to anyone, including the FTC. According to court documents, a lot of information was left out of this briefing as well. Tuesday, November 21st, 2017, Dara Khosrowshahi, wrote an open letter, officially disclosing this breach, rather appalled that it had not been disclosed previously. In this letter, he said that Uber had notified drivers whose licenses had been exposed and provided them with free credit monitoring. And that same day, Joe Sullivan was asked to resign as CSO. In 2020, Sullivan was charged with obstruction of justice with the Department of Justice, claiming that his cover-up interfered with the FTC's investigation into Uber's security practices after the 2014 breach. While they were being investigated for that breach in 2014, this breach in 2016 occurred. I won't be discussing it at length, but in 2014, Uber discovered that the license plate information and names of 50,000 drivers were accessed by a hacker. Similarly to this incident, Uber was delayed in notifying the drivers, although they did not attempt to cover this up, instead informing the drivers five months after the breach. Even though Uber made a deal with the hackers to erase the data, there really was no way to guarantee that that would actually happen. If they were willing to illegally hack Uber and access this data, they were willing to leak the data, even if an NDA was signed and money was given. Uber did not have proof this data was destroyed, although since no instances of identity theft occurred that can be linked to this hack, there is a good chance it actually was. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite-Sized Cybercrime. My name is Chloe Tonis, and I'd like to give a special thanks to The Verge, Tech Target, and Bloomberg for information on this data breach, as well as Mr. Dara Khosrowshahi for being transparent about the breach and taking actions to rectify the wrongs even after it was swept under the rug. And finally, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite-Sized Cybercrime, and until next time, stay secure.